Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Colton Collective Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Dave AC and the Sixth Doctor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Colton Collective Podcast. Yes, it's time for another studio show. And I have some very, very special guests joining me today. We've got them all charged up and ready to go. I was introduced to a band by my wife, who was in turn introduced to it uh, by Cake Rex and Etbot. And uh, that band is Steam Powered Giraffe. They're a slightly different band than, than, than most of you are probably used to, but you should get used to them. The first time I saw one of their videos, I actually thought the uh, the characters were CGI because of, of their interesting look and their amazing makeup. So, without any further ado, I am going to introduce my special guests from Steam Powered Giraffe, Bunny Bennett and David Michael Bennett. Hello, guys. Hi there. Hello. It's good to have you along. It's good to be here. Good to be here as well. Hope you're doing doing wonderful wherever you may hail from. I know we're on the other side of the planet, probably. <laughs> well, uh, normally I hail from New Zealand, but I'm actually uh, in Florida. Oh, wow. Well, oh, yeah, well. it's a long way from home. Uh, I've been Minnesota. Anyway, that's we're here to talk to you. <laughs> Now, there's a very special reason for having you guys on tonight. I had actually wanted to get you guys on the show for quite some time, but really hadn't got around to um, working up the courage. But a call went out not too long ago. And you guys bringing out uh, your new album, Mark Three, which drops, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, yesterday. <laughs> it's time travel. It's all wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. But yes, when we're recording this, it's actually uh, just before your release party for Mark III, and uh, it seemed to be the just the right time to get you guys on the show. So before we go any further, uh, most of the people listening may not be aware of Steam Powered Giraffe. So, Bunny, why don't you give uh, the Coltum audience a little bit of a primer about uh, Steam Powered Giraffe? All right, well, we're these dudes that dress up like robots, sort of antique robots, and we do the robot while playing music and going into like four or five part harmony. So it's it's pretty interesting. So we're these actors portraying a band of robots. So there's a lot of uh, theater elements in it, and it's very funny. Catchy music. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's it's pretty different. Obviously, you need to see it to believe it. I don't think the audio uh, does it justice. Obviously, I, I love our songs and everything, but. There's a reason why our, our live shows are so popular. Actually, for myself, the, the music sits well on its own. Uh, I've been known to have uh, a couple of CDs sitting in my car just on rotation. In fact, uh, we were just talking before the interview about my uh, three-year-old son listening to, uh, to Honeybee over and over and over again. Uh, it's, it's his favorite song, and he uh, also loves to, to watch the video on, on YouTube. Well, we, I, guess we, uh, I guess coming from our point of view, we, do, we don't always, always know... Uh, 
how people digest the act, whether it's through the music or through the uh, through the stage shows. We kind of get it all uh, <laughs> being the robots ourselves. So that's interesting to know. Now, uh, let's let's delve into a, a brief bit of history. How did you guys get started in this? Uh, because it's like you said, it's an interesting mix. There's music, uh, there's theatrics, there's makeup, there's uh, robots. Uh, how how did that all come to be, and how did it all get thrown together in one part? Well, we were theater kids, I believe. We were majoring. We took a lot of electives. We found we had a a knack for pantomime, which is very odd. Not in a million years would have I would have thought I'm I'm going to be a mime, but I was and. Got my brother involved, a few friends, and just sort of took off from there. We really fell in love with uh, doing the robot. When you do it right, it looks pretty impressive. And, you know, having some musical background, musical theater. We started an improv troupe around that time. We had had our fingers in a lot of pies. And we just sort of brought all those skills that we were developing into one one little act and slowly but surely it just kept growing and evolving and it was just such a terrible idea <laughs> that it turned out to be such a wonderful idea i've got to compliment you guys on the makeup too because it is quite stunning the first video i saw was uh, brass goggles and the the first shot you see for for those of you who haven't seen it is a, a close-up on rabbit which is bunny's character and i seriously thought it was cg wow because it looked so kind of hyper realistic if you would, um, I was just kind of blown away when I realized it was actually a real person. So for those of you who haven't seen it, it's, I, I think that's the best place to start for getting inducted into uh, Steam Powered Giraffe. David, what do you think was, is the best representation, both video-wise and song-wise, if you want to know what Steam Powered Giraffe is about and what encapsulates what you guys do? Oh, that's that's a tough one. I guess we're I guess we're uh, kind of biased because you know we always think there's such a, a wide variety in the act that if you saw one video, you know you might not get a taste for some of the other parts. Uh, but I think uh, just knowing how it's progressed this uh, thus far is, uh, you know, our Honeybee video kind of captured the whimsicalness of our act, but also you know it le- lends itself to be a popular song, so. I guess that would be the video to take a look at. It's showing its age now because you know we make changes to the act like every six months or so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know we we try to come out with some new videos as much as possible. I I actually don't think there is a video out there or or something that you can see online that kind of captures the act. Uh, you know most a lot of people fall in love with us seeing us at shows, but the same is true for just them perusing our YouTube videos as well. So it's quite a quite a variety out there. I must admit, and, and when I first saw Honeybee, all I could think of was this should be on, I know VH1's no, nothing anymore. It used to be about music. <laughs> but I could just imagine watching that on you know, on VH1. You know, why isn't this thing on? You know, why haven't I heard of these guys before? Because it, it is quite a uh, lovely video to watch in all aspects. Uh, the three of you in this unlikely place for uh, three automatons to be you know, singing a song. And it just, it just, it must have been a very uh, nice day when you guys got to do that one because it just it looks very calm out there in the sea and everything kind of just worked together, I think. That was a fun shoot. That was a, a, nice, uh, a nice video shoot for us. And we've never done anything like that uh, at the time either. So it was, mm-hmm. it was lovely. Now, I have to ask this, Bunny. Uh, automatons. Now, we talked about how you guys got to the point that where you're at. Do you consider them a blessing or a curse? Does it, uh, 
restrict you guys uh, with your music? Do you sometimes wonder, you know, oh, we could do this. Oh, no, we can't. We're automatons. Well, I suppose movement-wise, sometimes you want to be a little more fluid. And there's nothing that says that we can't do that. We oftentimes do if we're, you know, if the focus suddenly changes, you know, we're not, we're no longer robots. We're pantomiming, you know, coming into a Western bar, you know, kind of playing cowboys. The robots kind of shut off for a moment because... Well, you, I mean, you can program to do, program the robots to do anything, so uh, I don't think there is any... It doesn't feel like it's a restriction. David and I have, you know, say to each other constantly, like, you know, if we weren't doing Steam Powered Giraffe, we would just be doing something that was similar to Steam Powered Giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> we really appreciate that uh, it's music and theater, the things that we love. Um, it would be fine if we were just a normal band or something that... But uh, I think there's something special about it. Not that it's treated like a gimmick, but, you know, it's something that we're very passionate about. And, you know, the visuals and the acting is just as strong as the music. I, I think that shows through. It's it's one of those things that you, we've all seen those bands like you know, Kiss that they've got this gimmick. But at least to me, but then again, I'm a fan. It seems to just be part of who you guys are and a thing that was worked on. And, and put together as part of the act rather than like, okay, we've got some songs now, you know, what could be our sales gimmick? Exactly. Anyway, enough fangirling. I promised my wife I wouldn't fangirl. <laughs> <laughs> now let's, let's, let's get back to the main reason why you're here, the new album. So it's your third album. So is this what you would call the, uh, the hump album? You've had your, you've had your first album, which was, let's see if we can put out an album. Uh, you've got your second album, which is the, let's see if we can do that again. And now you've got your third album. How does it feel to have kind of got to that point where, hey, we've got a third album? Uh, and what does that do for your kind of freedom uh, and exploring who you guys are as a band now? Well, that's, uh, that's a good question. We uh, Just like you said it, you know, the first album was our first uh, time even seeing if there was an interest. You know, even when we put out that album, we didn't have that many fans. But, uh, you know, we did a second album uh, when our fan base grew. Uh, but this one... Uh, even though it's uh, you know the third album in a row, you know we have we have Samuel Luke who plays uh, the new robot Hatchworth who just uh, came into the group uh, last year as a robot. He had uh, been previously uh, drumming with us, but uh, you know it's his first time working with us with uh, Bunny, uh, myself, and Michael Reed who does uh, a lot of our music direction uh, and. That it kind of felt uh, completely new to us, you know. We've done the album process, you know, twice before. We put out a live album, you know, a DVD and stuff. But uh, this one was uh, definitely came from a different place for all of us. Uh, we're definitely feeling that uh, freedom that we have of, you know, trying to blend three, three people's ideas, you know, uh, Bunny and myself and Sam's together, and then using Michael Reed to kind of <laughs> rope them all together and make make sense of it all in in a form of an album and. Uh, yeah, this one uh, came together pretty well compared to uh, uh, the first album or the second album. I, I think uh, I think that's kind of the trend that's happening is we're we've figured out how to work with each other. Uh, I mean, each time we come to it is a new feeling, and we're we're still learning how to you know do everything ourselves and whatnot. But but it's it's a fun process, and that the creative drive is is pretty strong with the current members uh, who's working on in the group with us. It's it's actually it's been quite a blast. Excellent. Now for Steam Powered Draft fans out there, they're gonna uh, hear the album before this interview gets out. But how would you describe it to to the fans? Uh, more of the same, a new feel, some surprises along with some old familiar styles. 
I think you put it into good words right there. Oh, what do I need you two guys here for? Uh, <laughs> I'll just do it myself. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is more of what people like. It surprised me how familiar it sounded, not in a bad way, but there we definitely tried some new stuff, especially with the new DNA from Samuel Luke, and it just has really felt, you know, more like an extension of the act rather than, you know, we're we're changing the formula up, you know, so much. So it feels fresh, it feels new, but I think people are going to be pretty comfortable with it. That's great. Now, in bringing Sam into the into the fold, not that he was on the outside, he was part of the band prior to uh, being upgraded, as you were. How has that been, especially for you guys being the the teachers and bringing him into the mime and the makeup? How has that process been for the for Sam and, and for you guys? It's been pretty... Uh, it hasn't been too much of a hurdle. Once we started talking about it, you know, we, we worked through, you know, some of the issues and concerns, and he really just dove, dove into it with so much gusto that uh, it was impossible to... To have many doubts, he just totally owned it. Like we started working together, and now he's just you know he's part of the family. You know he's he he's such a creative drive, and he does so much for us now that we we couldn't do without him. So it's just been a blast to have him. He's a very talented individual, and he's very passionate about his art. Yeah, I think us uh, working together, you know that I mean we all knew that it, he was the ideal replacement, uh, but we wouldn't know how ideal he would have been, would be until we've you know, actually put him in the robot costume and, and had him, you know, working with us. But it's uh, Sam kind of stepped up to the plate and has helped uh, Bonnie and I, you know, get work done and stuff, which previously it, would, it was just uh, the two of us. But Sam <laughs> kind of took the reins and said, you know, I can do this and proved that, you know, he can be worthwhile to the group. And he's definitely earned his place uh, ever since the first show he did with us uh, as a robot. And uh, and now the album's done. It's, you know, I mean, we got everything <laughs> done together, so it feels good. It feels like we're a team, like uh, working together, and and that's uh, I think that's uh, important because you know if we all enjoy what we're doing, I think uh, people will see that in the the work that we do and how we communicate with each other, and I th- hopefully that'll make the fans appreciate what we do as well. Excellent. Now I've got a question for it's the same question, but for the both of you. Uh, but I'll start off with Bunny from the new album. Track are you most proud of? Uh, showcases where where you are and uh, where the band is at the moment. And I mean, I love them all. I just gave them a listen to kind of refresh <laughs> myself. But shoot, <laughs> just pick one, even if it's not if it's wrong. Oh my god. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'll 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 give some love to I'll rust with you because I think that was was such a natural song for me to get out. It just felt like I knew what I was doing. It init- Everyone got the idea right off the bat. Uh, and it came together with the least amount of struggle. And I'm just very happy with it. So I'm proud that we're able to take a concept and, you know, uh, I'm able to hum a few things into a phone. And then from there, you know, the band can morph and adapt it. And it sounds exactly like what I had in mind. I mean, that... Sh- that, that- that's telling of how how we work together. I can visualize what these guys are going to come up with. And even then, they still surprise me. So, yeah, I'm very happy with that one. It, it's a pleasure working with you know, these guys, and they made my vision a reality. Yeah, I think I think that goes with a lot of songs. Well, now, uh, David, you've had 
more time to think on this question. <laughs> what what song does it for you from the new album? Oh, what does it for me? You know, I'm gonna have. To, I guess I'll just be biased, just so I'm picking something different than uh, what Bunny said. But but uh, we have one called uh, Roller Skate King, and uh, that harkens back to the '70s. Uh, it's it's still modern flair. It's got a it's got this weird nostalgic vibe uh, from like uh, Schoolhouse Rock, which was a, an American uh, after school cartoon thing that was nothing but songs, and it was like the Electric Company kind of feel, but also kind of funky that whole 70s vibe i mean there's a lot a lot of stuff going on in that song that that music aficionados would appreciate if they you know knew the decades and stuff but also you know it still feels 70s ish for uh, the general audience as well uh, who who don't necessarily have the uh, the history lessons <laughs> from uh, from music uh, but yeah michael reed definitely you know we we have an idea he sets out and he just knows all that stuff. Like this is the kind of guitar riffs they use. This is the sound, and now oh, it's just that one. Just I don't know. It, it feels like Steam Power Draft for me because it's uh, it's technically our hero song. Uh, I will say that this hero doesn't do anything cool like Rex Marksley or Captain Albert Alexander, uh, or doesn't die like uh, <laughs> Suspender Man. I don't know if he's a hero, but uh, but you know it's it's a it's a, it's a new take on the same stuff that we've already been doing, uh, but less about uh oh we're just doing the same thing over and over again and more that we're keeping with the themes of steam power draft while still exploring you know different genres and stuff you know because we just we just like to go sometimes out of left field sometimes not as much out of left field uh and i think uh you know something like rest with you uh roller skate king they have uh, a nostalgic vibe to them i mean there's several other songs that have that kind of feeling too uh along with uh more modern songs that you know some people aren't gonna like just because it's a more poppy and rocky but uh you know there's there's gonna be something for everyone and we understand that we're trying to market it towards everyone's different tastes because with our previous albums and even some of the songs that we perform live you know everyone seems to like uh, something different except for honeybee everyone loves honeybee apparently <laughs> Now, I, I, I've got to ask this of you, David. Um, the common thing that I've noticed is you tend to be the uh, the ballad master of uh, Steam Powered Giraffe. Is there any particular reason for you you're leaning towards that? I, I, I like them all because I, like I like a good story and a song, and uh, it's always a lot of fun to listen to those. Yeah, you know, uh, I, the first one we ever did was uh, Captain, which is reflective on the album, too. That was the first uh, kind of story song, as we call them, mm-hmm. uh, that we performed like on the streets of Balboa Park here in San Diego, California. Uh, just Bunny as Rabbit would be doing the stick of the uh, the movements and mime stuff that you to kind of tell the story along with. Uh, you can kind of see that on our DVD and some videos online, I think. Uh, and that kind of was kind of a thing we just kind of kept going with because it was popular to, you know, the song's kind of re- repetitive, but, you know, the movements are interesting but it also tells you know uh, kind of a story i i know there's like a lot of uh writers out there like what's his name uh, gordon lightfoot or maybe i'm mixing names together but you know some of their stories something like that <laughs> uh, and their stories kind of go on a little maybe too long and you're like well so trying to find that balance between literally just taking a book and putting it into into a song with a, a melody and you know just trying to tell a story with with a few verses and stuff. Uh, I don't know. That's always been fun to me. I, I, I wish I had super hard examples of what's inspired me to do that. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think Captain was just the way to way that started it. And then 
Rex Marksley was, uh, you know, the, the same idea, but then the sound and the feeling was like based upon like uh, old Western serials, like maybe the Lone Ranger TV shows or uh, just basically any of that stuff where it's like uh, more nostalgic feelings where it's like this seems familiar because, you know, we're basically taking these ideas from what's been done in the past that people aren't really using as much. And it's like, well, you know, people like cow- like cowboys and, you know, that whole uh, harmonic uh, theme song kind of deal. So they're all kind of the same, you know, it tells a story and then we kind of have a theme within those songs to make them so it's not like this is just Captain Albert Alexander but with a cowboy or this is just Rex Marksley but with a guy on roller skates <laughs> but you know Bunny also has done uh, some story songs with the Suspender Man and stuff mm-hmm. uh, however Sam is uh, partaking on that too which we'll see in a, a, a few albums down the road uh, yeah album it's... 5 we got Sam writing our hero song and album 4 I think I think I'm writing the next one but the next album's a little weird we'll get into that at a later date, but I think it's more of a collaborative effort. But yeah, we're definitely going to keep these sort of tall tale songs uh, kind of ongoing. Excellent, because I love them. <laughs> My 14-year-old son um, loves Rex Marksley. He even memorized which track it was on, on, on the CD, and he'd just get into the car and say, you know, <laughs> call out the track oh. number. Okay, fine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know that. <laughs> I don't even know what track it is. Uh, put on the 12. I love yeah. the 12. I love no, the 12. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll ask this of both of you, and I'll start off with Bunny. Um, from the new album, I'm assuming that when you, you start putting these together, you start then thinking about which ones are uh, going to be featured in the live act. Uh, which track from the uh, the new album are you most looking forward to performing live, even though I know you've already performed a couple live? Yeah, I guess, I guess those ones were the first ones, because we couldn't wait to get them out, but... Um... Aside from those. <laughs> uh, well, Mectomore, I'm sure a lot of people are very curious how we're going to pull that off live and what it's going to sound like. And, you know, that's a great live song. That's like, that's like super fun. So um, I'm really excited about that one, the energy that it's going to bring. Uh, everyone's going to be able to have fun with it on stage. And, you know, the audience getting into that super repetitive melody. I mean, it just it, hopefully it's a formula that plays really well for a live performance. And David, yeah, what uh, what track are you most looking forward to performing live? Well, let's see. Well, we we to preface this, we've we've uh, we've performed a few of the songs live already. So, so uh, you, if you've seen the track listing on the on the CD that we've kind of been teasing uh, fans with, you know, there's Hatch Fever, there's Please Explain, uh, uh, Ghost Grinders on there. We've performed that a few times uh, in the last few months. But uh, heck, I, I'm gonna have to say. I'll rust with you. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I'm going to enjoy playing any of those songs. None, none of those are B-sides to me. Uh, I guess we're biased because we made them. But <laughs> but uh, they're all, I know we can't just, you know, one day we're going to show up at a show and play our whole album. It's, it, does, it just doesn't work that way. I mean, people are going to want to hear Honeybee and stuff. But uh, <laughs> hopefully over the course of a year or so, we'll be able to, you know, change our set list and uh, play them all. Because, uh, man, I don't know. I'll rust with you is going to be fun to just, the rhythm and stuff. I don't know. I like singing harmonies. I, 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 none of us are super biased. Like, I want to sing a song. I want to be the lead singer. You know, we all get a chance to do that. So, uh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a blast just learning those harmonies and, and, you know, bringing back some of those, uh, those nostalgic moments for some of those songs, as well as some of these, uh, harder hitting songs like Mecto Moore and, uh, you haven't heard, no one's heard it yet, but, uh, except I think one live show we did fancy shoes. That one's, mm-hmm. Yeah, really that one's really fun. Really fun to play. So, 
Yeah, we don't we don't really play any songs that none of us enjoy playing. <laughs> so that's so that we're we luck out there all the time. <laughs> it's funny you should mention that, David. I happen to have fancy shoes sitting right in front of me. Thank you guys for uh, bringing along a track I could play. So uh, all of you out there, sit back and enjoy Steam Power Draft Fancy Shoes. There's a thundercloud behind those eyes. A storm's a-brewing in your mind thoughts. A static electrical discharge will emanate from your swollen heart. Well, the doctor prescribes rubber
these fancy shoes It's all about the toes you lose It doesn't matter those fancy shoes So why, why, why would you? And there you have it. You can find that. Uh, it's track 13 on uh, Mark 3. Pick it up today or yesterday. Now, um, speaking of the harmonies and everything, I don't want to be insulting and say that you've got you guys sound the same. Um, you've both got different styles. So, how, when you guys are putting together a song, how do you or how does Michael Reed uh, work out the division of labor between the two of you uh, on tracks? Well, uh, this changes. Uh song to song uh sometimes you know bunny or i will have very specific ideas for where harmony parts should be and sometimes we just leave it open for mike to interpret uh i've seen both of those ideas on this next album uh you know uh i can take an example of one of my songs i i had a very specific part that i needed uh bunny to sing uh that was more of a call and answer rather than just uh forming chords on top of uh my own melody uh and that was kind of dictated by me, so Mike had to kind of rearrange uh, him or, or say, Sam's uh, vocals or, like, Matt's if we did it live uh, to figure out, like, how we can drop, drop uh, Bunny can drop out of the main chorus and, and sing these parts with me. So a lot of it is dictated by the song, and sometimes it's dictated by our range. Uh, Bunny and I are really lucky that we're able to kind of do the same range for most of our harmonies. So when we harmonize, it's, it sounds really nice because it's almost like it's your own voice <laughs> most of the time, which, you know, they do a lot in contemporary music, even back in the day for uh, some oldies and stuff. You know, it's like harmonize with yourself. You're going to, it sounds pretty, pretty, pretty darn good. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Mike and uh, Sam, the, you know, they got those higher registers going. So the workload kind of, it kind of dictates, you know, the melody, then a, a deeper part uh, than someone higher and then someone higher than that. And then someone higher than that, depending on if there's five or six part harmony or whatnot. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's a, uh, it depends on the song. Yeah. I think we do have a, a, a big say over the, uh, where we would like harmonies, but uh, you know, Mike sometimes will just do something and say, Hey, you guys, what do you think about this? And we'll be like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. So, you know, I, it's definitely a team effort uh, building that stuff. And, you know, sometimes we'll have to say, come in, like we'll be able to record it something for the uh the album but live will be like there's just no way i can do this uh <laughs> just based on the movements and stuff so we'll have to you know adjust it for a live show like okay someone else will take that part for this line and you'll do this or you'll drop out so you know we we kind of have fun and, and make the show doable live uh and there's a little bit of uh learning that comes around from you know when we make a song for the album and then have to learn it playing it live you know there's there's a little bit of changes, which uh, which is actually fun for the audience, I think, uh, in some regards, because we start adding stuff to the songs, uh, and they sound a little fresher and newer than the albums sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, maybe a year down the road, we'll, we'll release a, a live version on YouTube, or uh, what we've been planning on doing, uh, releasing live DVDs with uh, CDs included, so people can see these old songs that we've kind of developed uh, more uh, playing live, because uh, then you get kind of a progression there. So it's, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot goes into those harmonies. And <laughs> I think, uh, I think that's uh, reflective on some of the live stuff we do, uh, when you compare it to our, uh, studio recordings. Right. Uh, yeah. 
I have to say that I'm actually a, a um, I'm partial to Brass Goggles, the the YouTube version, than I am the album version. There's just something a little different with with that version that just I don't know. Oh yeah, I mean the original recording for Brass Goggles was done so long ago. It's just the live version just got so much better <laughs> than it. So, uh, which is great because I think we're actually we're going to release a new DVD with the most current incarnation of Brass Goggles, and I think that comes with a live another a new live version of Brass Goggles, and it it just keeps getting better because we perform it so much. Excellent. It's, you know, we never even played Brass Goggles when we made it on the album, and then when you start playing it with, uh, you know, an audience, you kind of see what works. And, I mean, this happens for a lot of songs that we, you know, we'll put out and then play it live. Uh, maybe maybe we do that before the studio version comes out, and we'll kind of learn how to play it. And, oh, this actually works. We should put more energy here because the audience is getting into it. And then that'll make it onto the studio album. Or, the like Brass Goggles, like we just said, uh, it'll be the reverse where... You know, we, we make it one way for this, the uh, the studio version, and then we realize something else works better for the live, and it just kind of kind of evolves from there. Right. I mean, the other the other place I've seen some evolution in your music, of course, is um, uh, inside the Engineer Tear program, especially with uh, she said maybe. My wife absolutely loves both versions of that song. I'm a big fan of the uh, what did what did you originally call it? Because uh, it was the Final version, and then I think it was like the beta version, or yeah, you know. yeah I'm not, I'm not even sure what. I, but, <laughs> yeah, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, right. so we did, we did release the. Uh, basically, it was just the vocals with a with an acoustic guitar with mm-hmm. some echo reverb turned on, and and that was the that was our like demonstration of it. And then we yeah. showed the uh, the completed version to Engineer Tears, like so you can see the process of of how it of how it kind of evolves from. You know, someone playing on an acoustic guitar, like, hey, this is a cool song, right? Here, let me play this, the chord progression for you. And then adding all those instruments and adding harmonies, and it just sounds like night and day, pretty much. <laughs> right. Now, those of you out there wondering what the heck we're talking about, Engineer Tears, had a look at your website, and you have this Engineer Tear program, which means you can help out the band by donating a certain amount. How did you guys stumble across this? And um, can you real quick explain to people out there you know, how, you know, how it works and, and what they get. Yeah, so Engineer Tier Program was inspired. I got an email. This guy was starting up this website called patronism.com, and we signed up for it, and we thought, this is a great idea. It's basically um, how, to, how to help fund musicians. They don't get paid that much. How can they make this a living? And the whole process is, you know, your patrons, they give you so much money a month. It can be as little as, I don't know, $2 or something. And they get access to all this content, like behind-the-scenes blogs. They get access to you know your music, videos, and we kind of took that and ran with it. And it was so popular, we had to actually create our own website because the the demand was just too high. So we we moved from Patronism.com and started our own uh, website, and it's just been growing ever since. So there's behind-the-scenes videos. You got you got. Most of our album releases, I think, if not all of them right now, except for the new one, right. you get our first DVD in HD, and there's like hours and hours of behind-the-scenes videos, concept art, uh, and just rare tracks. It's, it's, it's great. It's like a very, it's very, you can indulge, you know, and just get way too much information about the act. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's when my wife comes in handy. She's, she's the researcher. She watches just about everything that, that, that you guys come out with. I unfortunately, you know, 
with doing theater and stuff don't get enough time, but then she fills me in on everything that's going on. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> she's my little, she's my outlet to, to, for, for steampunk giraffe. She's like, oh, did you, oh, I watched this tonight. And you know what they're doing? That's the reason I ended up uh, getting in contact with you guys is that uh, you would uh, put the call out for, uh, for podcasters um, to get in contact with you. And just, you've got to email them. <laughs> Uh, very cool sweet yeah you know the engineer tier stuff that's that's exciting for us uh you know being able to share the process with you know fans who want to uh hear about it uh it kind of it it psychs us up too because you know we're able to uh, we've done it a few times where we bounce off ideas just with through comments on the engineer tier site uh, people can ask us questions on the little forms they have there and you know we we we're di- we discreetly answer them how as best as possible but uh yeah it's a uh, it's it's really fun for us as well. It's a, a way to kind of connect the artist and the the fan base uh, a little more personable than we can uh, on some of our other social streams. Right now, um, beyond that, the, the the difficult thing I've discussed with my wife is that you guys um, are a great act that have kind of this niche market, as you were, but I think you have a broader appeal as far as your music goes too. Uh, at what point do you draw the line? Because there seems to be, there's the independent artists out there who um, put together their own uh, content and, and their own albums and, and get them out there the best way they can. Uh, kind of the way you guys are doing with the engineer tier program and, and basically recording your own album and being in charge of releasing it, etc. cetera. Uh, but then it seems the next step is to sign with a, uh, a record label and kind of give away a certain amount of control. Where do you guys hope to be where you can still be masters of your own domain, but have, I guess, that level of comfort that you don't have to worry about, okay, well, where are we going to record the next album? Uh, the, the, the duvet's got a big hole in it. Um, where do you draw the line at being too famous, I guess? <laughs> Let's uh, draw the line. Well, you know, uh, I we're pretty certain that... Uh, you know, record companies don't really want anything to do with us because we're we're kind of a niche thing, you know. And right. I think uh, we've had other uh, offers and stuff before, but in the end, it, it turns into you know we're just so out of left field. I think one of them put it that it's like, you know, how they wouldn't know what to even do with us. And I think we have a the best idea of how to market us and stuff, even if it's you know bias and stuff because you know we're part of the group and all that. <laughs> but uh. You know, we, we see the fans and we can kind of see what they what people want and what people don't like. And we can kind of just steer it the direction we think is best, even if it's not. Uh, well, that's our decision, I guess. Right. But it's it's helpful because, you know, we're able to do, you know, cool things like something like the engineer tier stuff or, you know, uh, <laughs> do midnight release stuff. You know, there's there's not much uh, we can do anything we own. We own all the copyrights. We own our own company for the just for the band. Uh, everything's pretty much in our control. So I think we like, you know, we're 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 big enough to be able to do what we we need to do, but small enough to be able to keep it. You know, we're not a giant corporation right. or anything. Well, I think I think all the Steam Power Giraffe fans just breathed a sigh of relief, including myself, because it's it's one of those things where, at least for myself, when you come across something that you like, you think, well, everybody should know about this. But then you start going through your head, well, if everybody knows about it, then they get too big. And if they get too big, then, then they'll change and, and you know, they won't be the same anymore. And, and everybody <laughs> will know and, and it won't be mine. 
Uh, well, I'm sure some people th- pro- probably think that already, but that, but, uh, but no, yeah, we, we, it's definitely we're still homegrown and stuff. Even if we get big, it could just be because our company has just gotten corporation size. <laughs> <laughs> Not that that will happen, but I mean, I don't think we have. We don't. It's realistically, I don't think we can look at it like there's small fries and then you know the big leagues. It's like we're so different that you know it's probably more realistic to expect maybe some sort of. I don't know, entertainment company looking to make some sort of cartoon or something based off of it, rather than a record label. Or a Blue Band group thing. Yeah, I mean, we'd make a great children's show or something, and I don't know, we don't know what to expect, but, you know, maybe we'll be approached, maybe it'll all be driven by us for the remainder of its existence, I don't know. Well, it's just one of those comfort things for for fans, I think, that you guys are in a, a secure place, because... It's that thing where you come across a band and you're like, well, how long are they going to last? Because if they don't make money um, to sustain what they're doing, you know, then they, they could disappear. So there's that, I think, the panic level with some fans, including myself, of, of making sure that that, th- that thing you love is successful enough um, so it survives without becoming too successful and uh, moving away from, you know, the thing you love. We we get that 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 makes perfect sense yeah uh, uh, hopefully hopefully no one has to worry about that I, I think I think we got good heads on our shoulders uh, you know we're we're fans of uh, you know uh, geeky and nerdy things just like anyone else and you know we we see what bigger corporations are doing and stuff and and you know we we try to model ourselves you know as, as much as we can to from a, a fan's perspective being fans of the group ourselves <laughs> so we're you know, we, I guess I guess we understand that that fear, but uh, but I, yeah, I think we're all we're we're we're, we're doing. Uh, we look pretty big. Uh, we're still pretty small though. We're we uh we're I don't know. Bunny and I have definitely had to make some some uh, difficult choices over the years and stuff. But uh, so far, nothing's really led us astray uh, financially or anything. You know, we're we're keeping keeping our roof over our heads at least. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Um. Before I let you guys go and, and get ready for your uh, your album release party, doesn't that sound cool? Album release party. <laughs> it does, especially it does. since it's just a, like a video podcast. It's not even <laughs> essentially a real party. It's like four guys sitting around drinking apple cider and being like, yeah, we have an album. Yay. That actually sounds like a lot like the Cultum Collective podcast. <laughs> it's usually a bunch of guys, well, mainly Dave and I drinking. Um, Dave, uh, my co-host, who's over in Manchester in the UK, um, unfortunately couldn't join us tonight because uh, I think he would have enjoyed it because he was actually born in the Steam Age. <clears throat> Sorry, Dave, had to be done. <laughs> I kid him about his age a lot. The main thing now is uh, for you guys to tell everybody where to find you, uh, where to find the album, and uh, yeah. So take it away, Bunny. Well, we're we're on the internet at www.steampoweredgiraffe.com. The album should be out if you're listening to this in the future, uh, so check it. it. Should be on iTunes and Amazon within the week, hopefully. And yeah, we have a, a, a schedule of events. We have a lot of live shows coming up uh, for the holidays and beyond. So look at our calendar. We're going to be all over the country this coming year. So, yeah, check it out. When you say all over the country, do you mean Florida? Well, not there yet. We, 
working on it. Hey, we got we got some we got some tentacles in that area though. Excellent, excellent, excellent. <laughs> so I, I'm sure it's only a matter of time. <laughs> My wife was sitting there, you know, wife and I was sitting here going through the schedule. Like, how much does it cost to fly here? How much does it cost to fly there? <laughs> yeah, I think it's expensive both ways. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we'll we'll work on that. <laughs> that would be great. All right. Well, uh, I'd like to thank you guys for for joining me. Hopefully, uh, um, we'll get the chance to get you back on when you've got a little more little more time on your hands, but not too much time on your hands. Um, so, thanks, Bunny, and, and and thank you, David, for for joining me tonight. Thanks for having us. And uh, good luck with the album. Um, I know we'll be listening to it tomorrow, but if you're listening to this, it was yesterday. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Until then, it's uh, goodbye from Ian at the Cult Collective Podcast. Join us next time. Sorry, I was holding that coffin. So yeah, it's okay. Uh, Not a problem. I'll, I'll, I'll get one out. I was like, please finish talking so I can cough. Uh. <laughs> there we go. There's one from me. There we go. Right. <laughs> That's just going to be the interview. I'll just cut everything else out. It'll just be us coughing. Yeah, I'm the like, fans might like that a little more. Yeah, it's just like, hey, this talking. is something you've never heard from <laughs> Steam Power Giraffe. The coughing, the coughing interview. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.